Welcome to another exciting podcast episode of the Decline and Fall of America. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the Great Misty Beyond. Today we're going to be talking about a fascinating subject. In my opinion, it's actually two different subjects combined in one. It's going to be talking about how America's fertility rate has collapsed and the scientists are looking into why that is. There's a whole lot of different theories. In particular, male sperm counts have collapsed in the United States. So, and again, researchers are looking into why this is happening. One theory is that it's because of an overprescription of antidepressants. One in five adults are now on antidepressants in the United States. And let's just think about this for a second. One in five adults are taking prescriptions for antidepressants. And they're mixing that, of course, often with alcohol and marijuana. And then they're getting behind the wheels of a car and driving, or they're doing surgeries on people or flying planes or operating heavy farm, farming equipment or working in factories with heavy equipment. Or, but think about that. One out of every five Americans is now on antidepressants. Well, what does that tell you about the state of the mood in America? Are we really that depressed that we have to give drugs to one out of five of us to get through the day? Well, in any event, the angle that we're looking at in this particular podcast is that sperm counts have collapsed, and scientists are trying to figure out why that's happened in the United States. Some are now asking the question, is that because of an over-prescription of antidepressants? Is that causing the problem? Well, let's explore that today. I mean, these are interesting topics. And what's, what's at risk? Well, if we continue with the declining sperm counts in just a couple generations, like literally one or two generations, we won't be able to have children. Now, right now, you're looking at an overpopulated planet, too many human beings, and you're going, well, so what? What difference does it make? Well, it might make a difference to you if your children cannot have children or your grandchildren cannot have children. That might make a big difference to you. So let's talk about this. Why is America having a fertility crisis? And what, is, what are the causes of it? At least, what is one of the causes of it? So let's examine this. I'm going to read an article from the Daily Mail newspaper. That's a publication from Great Britain, the United Kingdom. Uh, very reputable, excellent paper. Focuses oftentimes on scientific research. I will read one of their articles that recently appeared as of this week in 2023. And then we'll talk about it. So here's the article from the Daily Mail newspaper, quote, is America's falling fertility rate caused by the overprescription of antidepressants? One in five adults are on mood-busting drugs, which sap the libido and sperm counts. Quote, America's plummeting fertility rate may be linked to the overprescription of antidepressants, experts have warned. Since becoming widespread in the 1980s, Scripps, that's prescriptions, for the mood-boosting drugs have skyrocketed, with a record nearly one in five adults taking them in 2020, compared to around one in 50 at the turn of the century. During that time, America has also experienced a sharp decline in fertility rates, reaching a historic low in 2020. The country's so-called baby bust has been attributed to a multiple of factors, from changing family values to women focusing on their careers and sedentary lifestyles. But doctors say that the rapid rise of antidepressants could also be tied to the phenomenon. Dr. Helen Burney, the director of male sexual and reproductive medicine at Indiana University, told the Daily Mail that while the side effects of antidepressants, 
such as headaches and digestive issues, are well known. Well, there's another that's rarely talked about due to the way that they act on the brain's neurotransmitters, the most popular types of antidepressants, known as SSRs, lowers sperm counts, also lowers the sperm speed and lowers the sperm shape, as well as reduces interest in sex, making people less likely to have kids. Interesting, isn't this? Quote, Dr. Bernie said that the drugs can have a significant impairment on men's sperm quality, which directly impacts their ability to conceive. This includes the concentration of how fast sperms move and their shape. A 2022 meta-analysis in the Journal of Frontiers in Pharmacology found that SSRs, that's antidepressants, have a statistically significant impairment on semen quality, such as sperm concentration, sperm morphology, sperm motility, the researchers wrote. However, semen volume was not impacted. This could contribute to the overall fertility rate in the United States, which has been steadily falling for decades. In the United States, women had an average of just 1.7 children, according to the United Nations World Population Prospects in 2020, Why in 1970, that rate was 2.3. The global fertility rate, the average number of children born to each woman, was 2.3 in 2020, compared to 4.7 in 1970. That is a staggering 51% drop. The rising age of women in the U.S. and the falling birth rates have been attributed to women leaving it until later in life to have children to pursue their careers, to changes in family values, as well as advances in IVS and other fertility, IVF and other fertility treatments. Other lifestyle factors that lower libido are also on the rise, including obesity, high blood pressure, poor diets, and sedentary lifestyles. Several doctors believe that antidepressants could be closely tied to these phenomenon. Serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRs, those are antidepressants, are the most commonly prescribed types of antidepressants, accounting for up to 70% of all antidepressant prescriptions. They work by increasing the levels of serotonin in the brain, a neurotransmitter that carries significant signals between the nerve cells throughout the body. Serotonin regulates several vital functions, including mood, sleep, digestion, memory, and learning. SSRs block serotonin from being reabsorbed into the neurons or brain nerve cells. This makes more serotonin available to the brain, which alleviates mental health conditions like depression and anxiety. These medications have no bearing on sperm volume, but they diminish the quality. Antidepressants not only affect sperm concentrations and their counts for the number of sperm, but it impacts the sperm motility, or how fast it swims, Dr. Bernie said. Antidepressants also inhibit sperm morphology and the shape needed of the sperm needed to penetrate the egg, as well as the DNA fragmentation index, the measurement of sperm DNA abnormalities. They have a significant impact, Dr. Bernie said. A 2020 study of the International Journal of Urology, for example, detailed that men who took antidepressants had only 61 million sperm versus 184 million from men who did not take them. Dr. Bernie said it takes about three months of antidepressant treatments to see the effects due to the sperm's life cycle. Men make, quote, men make sperm every day. They make millions of sperm every day, but it takes about 70 to 90 days to go from a baby sperm to a mature sperm that can fertilize an egg, she said. That means you're not going to Notice any difference until this time frame. Assuming that someone has normal reproductive health and no other lifestyle factors contributing to low sperm quality, 
The decline doesn't tend to get worse after the initial three months. Some research suggests that antidepressants could have a negative effect on on similar drugs as well. For one study, for example, found that higher levels of spermicidal activity in, well, I'm not going to read the rest of the article. It goes on and on and on, but you get the ideas. It basically says that one in five Americans are on antidepressants now, which is amazing. Again, what does that tell you about the state of America? and the mood of America, and the mood of Americans, if we have to drug ourselves to get through the day. And then that is crushing the quality of men's sperm, which means it's less likely that they're able to get somebody pregnant, even if they're trying to get somebody pregnant. And of course, it also decreases libido, meaning they don't want to have sex as much. And that would also reduce the number of pregnancies. That's a problem. These are problems. These are serious problems. Low fertility, crushingly low fertility, not even at replacement rate, and also antidepressant overuse and overprescriptions. I mean, what are American expectations now? You know, life is hard. You should have some good days and some bad days, good weeks, bad weeks, good months, bad months, good years, bad years. That's life. If the expectation now is, well, when you have a bad week, a bad month, a bad year, you're just going to drug yourself with antidepressants to make yourself feel happy, even though you should be experiencing bad things, well, yeah, what does that affect? How does that affect your DNA? How does that affect your sperm count? How does it affect your lifestyle? The answer is nobody really knows. The article points out in 1980, these things first came around, these antidepressant drugs. And now one in five Americans are taking them only 50 years later. And nobody knows the effect this has on the human body. We are experimenting on humans on a wide, on a wide scale, wide basis. And think about this. You have pregnant women taking these antidepressants. What the hell does that do to a fetus? What does that do to everything in a woman's body while she's carrying that baby if she's on antidepressants? And we're giving these to teenagers, antidepressants. You know, the doctors, the nurse practitioners, the physician assistants, all the professions that can prescribe, they're giving these to they're giving these to uh, adolescents. And what does that do to their development? Are they going to have normal development if they just go around smiling because they're drugged up? And what does that do for our safety when they mix this with alcohol and they mix it with marijuana and then they get pregnant or they're driving around or crashing cars or who even knows? Do you not think this is a clear indication that something is wrong in this country where one in five Americans are taking serious drugs that didn't exist 50 years ago just to get through the day? And then we're noticing that there's a collapse in sperm count. The question is, are these two things related? Well, what other things could be causing the crash in sperm count? Well, we have new laws that were passed in the last generation, raising the age of consent for sex from 16 to 18. So the high school years, which used to be filled with sex, people experimenting are no longer because the boys in the class are afraid to be arrested for statutory rape, even though the girl gives consent. They cannot give consent if they're under 18 years old under the new laws. So what used to be considered in the United States and other countries as normal dating behavior, people having sex in their late teens, 16, 17 years old, it can no longer happen and isn't happening. We've seen a dramatic decrease in teenage sexuality. And what, what does that mean? Well, does that mean that people aren't used to having sex? They get out of the habit, and maybe that's causing a crash in the birth rate. I, I don't know. You know, if, if the culture is no longer pro-sex in high school, what does that mean after high school? Does that mean they just get in the habit of not having it, so they don't have it? They don't have it as frequently as the generations before them? 
Is that one possibility, the change in the law that happened in the last generation? Was that an unanticipated effect of a, of a law? Or let's look at some other potential causes. Is it that women entered the workforce in the, from 1980 until the present day for the first time ever? And as they entered the workforce, they encountered not just exhaustion and lack of free time, and, and, but also, you know, I mean, let's face it, you know, can you work a full-time job and have five kids? Probably not so well, you know, four kids and working a full-time job, probably difficult. How about three kids? So what's the cutoff? And then what about childcare expenses? If you're working full-time, who's watching the kids? Not everyone has relatives around to do that, that are able or willing to watch the kids. And, and even if you do, I mean, if you have to use childcare of any kind, it's $1,500 per child per month. If you have three kids, that's $4,500 in after-tax money for childcare every month. Who has that kind of money? Few rich doctors do, but nobody else. So, I mean, that's the other question. Have we made it just so unaffordable for people to have children that they're not doing it anymore? As America is spending trillions of dollars on a military it doesn't even use to defend its own borders, so that money's just wasted. And instead of spending, you know, a couple billion dollars to set up a, a child care system in this country, which we don't have, or how about national health care, which we don't have in this country? You know, I mean, so... So, I mean, the question is this. You're in a country with a failing federal government. That's clear. $31 trillion in debt. It can't pay it back. You know, you, you have a military that we spend almost a trillion dollars a year on, and we're using it to defend other countries but not our own. That makes no sense. And the things that Americans need, like health care and child care, we don't have. We don't have it. Federal government's not providing it. State governments aren't providing it. Local governments are not providing it. The end result, maybe people are choosing to have fewer kids, you know? So maybe as women have entered the workforce and maybe as childcare has become so unaffordable, people have said, you know what, forget it. I'm not having kids anymore. Maybe that's another possibility. I mean, I don't know. The scientists don't know. But this article that we're reading today talks about one possibility, which is maybe it's all the prescription antidepressants that people are taking now. One out of five Americans is doped up on antidepressants. Does it really need to be that way? If they weren't on them, would they be killing themselves? Really? Is that what this is about? Or do they just not want to feel sad when bad things happen to them or times are tough, which used to be a normal human reaction? Are Americans, have Americans become intolerant of feeling down, feeling depressed? Is that a part of life they don't want to experience anymore? I don't know, people. I'm just asking you, what do you think? And what do you think this means for the decline and fall of America? I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios and the Great Misty Beyond, wishing you a great day.